This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO. Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome back to Talkback. Hour number two is underway for this uh, Friday, January 5th. Brought to you this morning by Phillips Janitorial, offering both residential and commercial cleaning with our powerful steam extraction method, bringing tired and dirty carpets right back to life. Give them a call today, 406-260-6617. Also brought to you by Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts. No matter how cold it gets, Gomer's has exactly what you need to make sure your rig starts every time. Located at Palmer and West Broadway. Also brought to you by Y-West Storage. Located out at the Y on Two Smokes Way. Give them a call for pricing and availability. You need storage, so call 406-510-0590 at Y-West Storage. Making room for you. And brought to you by our newest sponsor, Harrington Surgical Supply. Appointments are preferred for mastectomy fittings and custom compressions, but walk-ins are welcome. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, being a Friday, it is our tradition to go right to the phones and say, first first of all, say good morning to Nick Christensen. Good morning, Mr. Nick. Good morning, Peter. And uh, joining us on the phone right now, Kirsten Pabst, our county attorney. And Kirsten, I know you've been a little bit under the weather, but thank you for uh, making the effort to give us a call and share the crime report today. Oh, of course. You know, we've got some end-of-the-year numbers, too, that we're looking at. They just came in, so I I don't really know the whys of it, but we filed a lot more complaints than we did in 2022, over 100 more. Um, Our felony numbers are up. We filed 812 felonies in 23, over 787 the year before. And interestingly, the juvenile numbers are almost double. Um, I'm going to drill down probably over the next couple weeks and really try to figure out more of the whys, see if we need to allocate resources a little bit differently, but um, I thought I would just offer you sort of a top of the trees view. This week we charged nine new criminal complaints, a partner family member assault, um, an assault with a weapon. The allegation is that the defendant assaulted his partner with a hammer. We charged sexual intercourse without consent, um, a DUI fifth offense, a theft involving a stolen vehicle, three drug cases involving meth, and then one fugitive from justice. So um, the number was down over the week, but over the year, they we sort of saw a steady increase. Now, I also understand that uh, you uh, you folks there at, uh, at the county uh, and the city received a threat. And if you would mind uh, describing what happened and your response. Sure. So evidently there's an anonymous threat that came in over the email, not just to our courthouse, but to um, several courthouses around the state saying that there would be a bomb detonated at a certain time. And, you know, it didn't have a lot of merit, but we like to err on the side of caution. So um, um, I sent my folks home because we're pretty used to working remotely anyway and I'd rather be safe than sorry so um, a little, little disruptive but we sent everybody home and then they um, the sheriff's department in conjunction with the police and the canine unit um, swept the entire courthouse and just confirmed that there was no active or real threat so interesting day you have to err on the side of caution don't you 
Yeah, we always do. Of course, absolutely. Well, Kirsten, uh, all our best to you and uh, Happy New Year. I didn't have a chance to wish a Happy New Year before, but a Happy New Year to you and to your staff. And thank you for sharing this every week. We really appreciate the tradition that you've started. Oh, you are very welcome, and have a safe and happy new year as well. Same to you, ma'am. Thank you so much. All right. We're going we're gonna to take our, our first break. Uh, 721-1290 is our number. Ed, if you'll hang on, really appreciate your patience. I want to get your call in. He's been very waiting very patiently through the uh, top of the hour break. We'll be right back. By the way, the phone lines are open at 721-1290. We're talking grizzly sports for another hour. We'd love to hear from you. In 2024. Dennis Bragg with the latest forecast in the Town Square Weather Center, which is still trending toward Snowy conditions this weekend and through next week. Although, again, valley accumulations don't look like a major dump of snow. After more snow showers Friday morning, clouds will continue through the afternoon into Saturday when we're expecting to see a stronger surge of moisture into Sunday. That will bring several inches of snow to the mountain passes, although valleys could receive only an inch or so. A lot will depend on your location with a greater chance of snow to the northwest. Okay, welcome back. This is Talk Back. I'm Peter Christian, the questions and uh, producing Talk Back, taking phone calls this morning. Morning. Phone lines beginning to fill up a little bit. Danny Bedard is here with us this morning along with Ace Sourwine. And uh, let's get right back to the phones. I believe Ed has been waiting all the way through the break. So, Ed, thank you for your patience, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah, it's worth the wait. Uh, uh, it's good to hear Nick is in the north end zone. Did I hear that right? Yes, sir. Okay, we're we're in the north uh, east corner. That, that geometric figure nice. we call it the trapezoid, the Hellgate trapezoid. <laughs> I, like that. I never knew it had a name. <laughs> you betcha. At least our our side does. Uh, but in any event, that Chattanooga game, I still remember it. Uh, it looked like uh, the organizing committee went down to Home Depot and bought some lawn uh, turf and put it in. And I, I remember one of our players going over to a ref and pointing to his shoe and his cleats were stuck in that mesh and he was hauling uh he was hauling uh turf around uh with him and if that wasn't the last one they had down there it should have been uh it was a big embarrassment i i i I, I would now i will tell you real quick i i I was at that game and I'm, i'm from montana i have never been colder than I was at Chattanooga that wow. night. I was freezing. I it, it, it was just so the the humidity was so high and the, and the weather was well by in the mid thirties and it was just really brutally cold. But anyway, go ahead. I, I interrupted Ed. Go ahead, please. Oh, just don't forget the Hellgate uh, trapezoid. Okay, <laughs> got it. No, I, I will not forget that. Okay, got that. All, All right. right, thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks a lot, Ed. man. Appreciate it. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number. One eight hundred five six eight five three zero nine. Jeff is on the line. Good morning, Mister Jeff. What's up? Hey, two things real quick. First of all, earlier in the week when you were talking about the We Believe uh, posters that were print, printed out, mm-hmm. my my mind heard it as. Remember the, the animals or the old uh, toys kids had weebles? I heard <laughs> it as weeble eve, and I'm wondering, well, yeah, what in the world is a weeble eve? <laughs> we believe, we believe, we believe. <laughs> Weebles wobble, but they don't yeah. fall down. Remember that? <laughs> right. I, I, I couldn't make a connection at first, and then my the higher... Higher function, the one synapse actually kicked in. I went, oh, that's what they mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you um, know what, What, Jeff? I, I think. Have a question. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. 
I was just uh, going to say, I, I think the the origins of that that whole We Believe sign was before it was the the 1995 semifinal home game right. for the Grizzlies. I don't remember who they were playing right now, but there was a there was a guy sitting in the north end zone. I knew the guy. Uh, he was in a Santa Claus suit and he was holding up the We Believe sign. I think that's yeah. kind of the the origins of that. Well, now one of the things you brought up to me, uh, Ace, was the fact that the Grizzlies just absolutely absolutely stomped the three. Uh, uh, what was it you that that brought that up? Uh, that, that when we played for the first championship game, yes, the, the three home games we won by a score by like a total of one hundred and eighteen points, hung, uh, hung seventy points on somebody. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Right. I can't remember the other two right now. I yeah, just they wrote were about blow, it. They were blowouts. Yeah. Western Kentucky or something like that. Yep. Anyway, Eastern Kentucky. But, there but, you go. but go ahead, Jeff. Please. I was going to say that uh, my question is around Mick Helene. I had the uh, pleasure of meeting him at. Uh, Emma Wilmerson's funeral or memorial service uh, several years back. Mm -hmm. And I had, uh, having been out of state for much of my adult life, most of it actually, I had never actually met him, but I've read up a little bit on him and it seems like it's not really controversy, but there, you know, I know he suffered from MS and it was difficult to accommodate him in in some of the other later years. And, uh, but there was some talk about uh, maybe uh, making Right, some uh, past, I won't say transgressions, but maybe just kind of ignoring him a little bit and his contributions. I don't know if you guys have any input on that or I don't want to make this a downer. I just kind of want to learn more about Mick. Well, I tell him Mick Holine, I, I knew him quite well. So did Denny. Right. We, we worked, we worked together for a long, long time. And, uh, and Mick, uh, uh neck, next to Grizzly Bill Schwanke, you know, was, was the iconic voice of, uh, of, of the Grizzlies. I, I would have people walk up to me and say, Hey, we would take our radio out hunting with us and we'd scare the game away when the, <laughs> when the game was on because Mick was so compelling and so powerful in the way that he especially did, uh, did uh, Grizzly football. Uh, he was definitely an icon and he's definitely missed. So yeah, the, the MS, uh, was a, a terrible, terrible disease. It, it affected him, uh, in, in ways that were really tough to, for him to handle. And, uh, b- being a, being a man who prided himself on excellence with everything he did, uh, he, he felt really, really bad that he wasn't able to do the job in, in the way that he wanted to do it. And that's, uh, and that, and that's where the trouble came in. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I had the privilege of meeting him and, uh, I wish I had taken more, uh, I tried to meet him once up here in Polson, but he was, I guess, kind of in the end stages and, uh, he wasn't taking visitors that day. So, um, but he seems like one of the greats. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, guys. You, th- th- thanks for the call. Yeah. Th- when it comes to radio voices, you know, there's, there's, uh, I'm not even sure who's before Grizzly Bill Schwanke. I, I think it's three. It's yeah. Riley became the third yeah. when he took over eight years ago. Is that yeah. how long yeah. he's been yeah. here now? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and Bill, it, it, Nick, it, and Riley. It was and Bill Schwanke, of course, still very much with us. He was at oh, yeah. our fiftieth celebration and mm-hmm. had a chance to share some funny stories when we used to work together mm-hmm. uh, doing news on, uh, on on the station that I used to be on. So anyway, uh, University of Montana head football coach Joe Glenn will be at uh, Frisco, Texas for that game. Really? Yes, he will. Wonderful. All right. Powder River, letter buck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the thing I loved about him, when when he came home from the 2001 championship game, they had the little piano set up, right? So he could play uh, up with Montana boys down with the foe. Yeah. It was great. 
That's actually how I met Joe Glenn. I met him before he was the head coach of Montana. I had a good friend who um, owned some travel agencies in Missoula. And so he put together this uh, this package to go down to uh, to Colorado to see a Denver Broncos game on Sunday, but to see a Northern Colorado game on Saturday. Northern Colorado was a two-time national champion, or maybe they'd won one and they won a second one under Joe Glenn, but uh, he... He coached uh, Northern Colorado to two Division two championships. Right. And so um, uh, my friend who had the travel agencies knew Joe quite well and and booked the deal. And after the game, we went to his house. And sure enough, he gets on the piano and we had to, <laughs> we had to do the, uh, you know, up with Montana boys. It was great. Yeah. Joe, Joe Glenn was absolutely amazing and, uh, and, a, and a tremendous football coach. So. Yeah. Yeah, the 2001 championship, I I don't share this very much with people, but um, uh, Joe Glenn uh, made it possible for me to have a 2001 championship ring. I'll be darned. Cool. I, I, I have it. It's it's uh, it's in my wife's jewelry box. Wow! It is, it is my my most. It's the one thing I'll be able to hand down to my son. That's actually worth anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can get a second one after the Sunday. Well, that would be nice, but uh, sure. I can't. I can't imagine. I I, I was completely shocked. Yeah, that is phenomenal. The, the, Congratulations! Fact, that's yeah, a, that's the, a great story. The the, the gal um, brought, took brought me into the into the main office, and she says, "I have something for you." What is it? She says, "Coach Kelly." wanted you to have this mm. that's great yeah burst into <laughs> yeah, tears burst yeah, into no tears kidding. man no. it was just amazing anyway so we would love to hear from you folks so you have any grizzly memories you'd like to share there's a Trust me, if you've ever been to a Grizzly football game or you are a Grizzly uh, a season ticket holder, I know that there are favorite games, favorite moments that you would like to relive. Uh, give us a call. That's what this store, this show is all about today, dedicated to the Montana Grizzlies and all that they've accomplished with two national championships and headed for a third, we hope. We're going to come mm-hmm. right back with more of Talk Back right after this time out. The phone lines are open. Okay, we are back on Talk Back. We're having a ball in here. I don't know about you guys. Uh, talking about Grizzly Sports, uh, the football team, of course, in Frisco, Texas, preparing to play South Dakota State. Uh, and Denny reminded me that against South Dakota State, we are 8-0, and right? Uh, yeah. History-wise. Yeah, with a, with a couple of uh, crazy, improbable endings to... <laughs> to get there, but you bet. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, so, we're just, we're just uh, talking about the one in 2009 with Mark Mariani sparked the comeback. We were uh, uh, down by about oh I, I don't know twenty or thirty points, and Mariani went uh, almost uh, over almost a hundred yards for a, a, a punt return touchdown, and that opened the floodgates. The final score on that was the University of Montana Grizzlies sixty one to forty eight. Yeah. And then they play Very basketball exciting. after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, we have a caller uh, waiting to talk with us. Nick, uh, what's going on? Who's yeah, that? we have Doug. Doug, good morning. You're on Talkback. Thanks for holding, sir. You're on Talkback. What's up? Well, I was a student back in around 1960 or so, and they um, decided they were going to join in the a Big Sky Conference. And uh, I was in the art department, majoring in art, and uh, and so I I was asked uh, to uh, to de- design something uh, that would be the symbol uh, on everything that they printed. Uh, and it, so I designed a circle, and they had everyone who was going to be in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, they had uh, people asking, you know. Uh, Please, please submit, you know, 
So anyway, a whole bunch of designs uh, were submitted, and so it was uh, like a logo, right? Came back, right, right, right. And so uh, they came back, and they told me uh, you won, <laughs> and uh, wow. it was it was awesome. a, it was a nice cash a nice cash prize, <sighs> and uh, it was a circle that had Big Sky Conference around uh, the uh, edge of the circle, and in the center. Uh, there was some mountains and a stream coming through the mountains toward toward the, toward the viewer, and uh, so I uh, graduated with that. And I thought, you know, I I'd love to go see New York City, which I took took the prize money and used it for gas to get to New York City, and uh, I ended up uh, realizing that I could not afford to live there. <laughs> So I, uh, I was sent to uh, Jersey City, which was kind of a slum area. <laughs> and I, 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 I knocked on a door uh, that had a sign in the window that said "Room for Rent," and um, this Polish family uh, answered the door and they gave me a room for uh, ten dollars a week. And uh, it, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, I worked in advertising for uh, three years in New York and. Uh, uh, Rudy Audio and I had been very close friends. We lived just a couple blocks apart, and uh, he was uh, head of the ceramic department. And I, I was really into ceramics, and, <laughs> and I, I helped Rudy build a, uh, a whole bunch of things that were ceramic murals and ceramic sculpture. And uh, he uh, he flew to New York after three years and said, "Look, I've got." myself into a jam and I promised the university and the alumni association and and President Panzer that I would build something uh, that people would gather around uh, when they had uh, reasons to gather and that was during the Vietnam War and sometimes people would uh, run into uh, the ROTC building and, and damage it or they'd Around the I, country, they ran into a main hall. And, I, I was uh, there. I was there when the, they took over the Student Union Building in 1971. Go ahead. And uh, so uh, Rudy flew out five times while I was there and said, you've got to come back and help me. And so I did. And we got to work building a grizzly bear, and it took us about two and a half, three years. And... Uh, one of the, one of the landladies' uh, five daughters came out to visit for a couple of weeks, and uh, that was when uh, we had the grizzly bears sitting up there on the oval and a big tarp over it, and we had a, uh, a crane pull this big tarp off of the big celebration, and uh, so uh, ended up uh, the gal that I was with was wondering why uh, everyone was congratulating Rudy and I and. And for for this thing that we built, and uh, <laughs> it cost a, a lot of money for that bronze. And I was told by the university that you, you'll get paid uh, for doing all this. And I so I inherit I inherited uh, my dad died, uh, and I inherited this money. And so I spent this money um, um, building building the bear and living. And at the end of uh, uh, three years, uh, Rudy came up to me after we were walking away from the big celebration. He said, they just told me that you spent so much money on the bronze 
that uh, they don't have any money to pay you. That's how the grizzly bear got. That's how the grizzly bear got there. I well, didn't pay for the bronze. The, uh, all the I lived off my dad's my inheritance that he gave me. <laughs> well, thank so, you, uh, Th- thank you for your artistry, you and you and Mister Audio. That right. that that's a great story. I had not heard that story before. Uh, well, in the basement of the business building, uh, we built a mural that we, we first of all installed in a bank in Polson, and then that bank went bankrupt, and they brought this 60-foot-long mural uh, made out of clay and put it on the walls in the study room of the business building. And then over in the uh, Student Union uh, University Center on the main, the second floor at the south end uh, another art student than I, named Jay Rummel, we painted a mural that's a, uh, on canvas. It's about 13 feet wide and 8 feet tall, and it shows all these little uh, pictures. Uh, it, it's like we tried to make it look like we were a pen, like it was a pen and ink drawing that was huge, and it shows uh, all early uh, Missoula. Right. So uh, that's three things that I have on campus that. Well, I'm kind of proud of you, you. You should yeah, be proud. Yeah, th- thanks Thanks for sharing that. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. time for a question for yes, you? Yes, uh, go ahead. Doug, Doug, do you happen to know how many years uh, the Big Sky Conference used your logo before they, they uh, made any changes? Well, they, they changed, they, they used it, they got a new one about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, Ace Sourwine pulled it yeah. up for us. Uh, the show, showed us the, the mural that you created. Yeah, yours was used from 1970 to 1996. 26 years they wow. used that. Wow. <coughs> How impressive is that? Way to go, dude. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's, I've lived all my life in Missoula. It's been a great 84 years. Uh-huh. And I, uh, I'm just uh, enjoying listening to, uh, to this program for Excellent. years and years. Excellent. And congratulations for or being with KGVO all the time you have. You bet. And Doug, you're a valuable part of our audience. We appreciate it. Thank you. And, and with that, we're up, we're, up, we're up against the break. We I, a- I don't want to come back on now after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll just the show, the show <laughs> will only go down from there. That was amazing. <laughs> that, 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 we're, we're talking history right here, folks. We're going to come right back. Uh, we do have an app question that uh, someone has uh, called into us, and the phone lines are open. If you have a, a Grizz memory you'd like to share, try to top that one. Yeah. The <laughs> 721 is our number. We'll be right back after this time. I'm out. We are back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number. And only about 26 minutes left to get your calls in, uh, your comments in about Grizzly sports. And, of course, the Montana Grizzlies are in Frisco, Texas, getting ready to take uh, take on the undefeated uh, South Dakota State Jackrabbits uh, on Sunday at noon. Of course, you'll hear the game right here on KGVO. We don't care about TV. It's going to be on KGVO. Watch it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you're supposed to do. All right. Yeah. We have Jim waiting to talk with us. Jim, good morning. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hi, Peter. Hey, I didn't want to let these great memories go by without thinking of the great Don Reed. You bet. Yeah. And not only was he the first coach to take us and win the national championship, but he was 10-0 and undefeated against the Bobcats. Right, right. What oh, a yeah. great memory. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good memory, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, a, yeah. and, 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 and really, one, one of the nice guys, I realized he could be a fiery coach when he needed to be, but he was a gentleman. Uh, he was very patient with me as a rookie, you know, reporter trying to get, uh, trying to get a five minute, uh, uh, football program from him every week. He would sit there very patiently while I fumbled around with my cassette machine trying to get going. <laughs> and he was very, very patient and uh, incredibly knowledgeable. The, the guy could talk football quite, quite literally all day long. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and you know, he, he also stepped in to be athletic director when we really needed him. Oh, that's right. He that's, did. uh, I really didn't get to know him until then because yeah. when he was head coach, I mean, I was a fan. I went to all the games, but we didn't have the, the broadcast rights. We weren't involved in the broadcast at all. So I never, never, I guess I'd met him, but I never really got to know him until he, uh, filled in as, as athletic director. And then he was, that's when we did have the broadcast rights, and he was, you know, kind of part of the the pregames, right. and so that that's really when I you you got to know him, Peter, long before I did. That that's really when I I got to know Don uh, much better. A true gentleman of the game. Yep. Hey, thanks, you guys. Great show. Thank you for Thank the you. call. Uh, now, what, what's our app question, Nick? Uh, yeah, we have a couple. Uh, we were talking about how the game's being played on a soccer stadium. Katie wanted to know how will the stadium, being a soccer stadium, affect the way that football teams can play. And will plays have to be reformatted? Ace had an answer right away. <laughs> it, it, it's the same. Uh, it'll be the same size, I guess. When I was maybe knocking the soccer, it was more. The, it was more the soccer stadium the and layout the, of it, it. right? Yeah. Exactly. The field oh. itself, though, it will be the same. And I, I think even like the sidelines and end zones, it's going to be pretty comparable to uh, Wagner's. But yeah, there there won't be. Really so the, the players can still use their hands. They can. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep, they better. They don't, they don't have to hit the ball with their head and, and feet. No. 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 Right. They don't have to. They don't have to kick from the corner. It's, it's difficult to catch uh, the ball between your knees. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, I, and I. I did make this point during the break is that I did read somewhere that uh, the only difference is this will be the first game that the Grizz have played on grass all year. Right. Uh, most of their games are on turf or like a hybrid uh, turf. And, and Denny mentioned that it's probably the same for SDSU. Um, so I don't really I know players prefer to play on grass uh, than turf uh, more for injury sake because, you know, it's just a little more forgiving. You have less kind of knee injuries, things like that. But uh, when you have grass fields too, they can, if it gets wet and soggy, it shouldn't because we're not seeing that in the forecast. You can be a little slippery for returners like Junior Bergen and some of those running backs mm-hmm. that try to make those hard cuts. But no, we, we really shouldn't see any difference or any impact. And, and I, I don't know how much, uh, wear and tear would still be present at this point. Uh, hopefully everything's been, you know, fi- fixed up and and taken <laughs> care of. Pristine, yes, yeah. Pr- yeah, pristine, Nick. Very nice because <laughs> they had a they had a, a bowl game there a couple weeks ago, right? They they had uh, one of the the FCS bowl games there. Uh, catchy name, the Frisco Bowl, <laughs> and so it it has been played on in the last couple weeks. Uh, a football game's been played on there. I remember uh, visiting with the mayor of Frisco, Texas, and uh, he, he was he was a great there guy. Was a, there was a cheerleader, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> as you expect. The Chamber of Commerce tour, you know, like, <laughs> you got to go see the PGA <laughs> Championship the Museum and all this kind of yeah, stuff. I said, yeah. well, what about the game? Well, yeah, the game's coming up, too. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we had another app question from Kitty, and uh, I'm not really exactly sure what she's asking, but she said, with the million viewers for a couple of games... How many viewers do you think we'll be able to watch? Um, I'm sure she's wondering about the, the game this weekend. But mm-hmm. the one thing that triggered my brain was um, that I've kind of been irked by is the fact that this game did fall on a Sunday. And you're competing with NFL Sunday. I know it's the last right. week of the regular season and mm-hmm. some games don't matter as much. But 
um, you know, most college games are played on Saturday. And to my knowledge, there's not a lot going on this Saturday. There's a well, huge college yeah, game I, Monday. I but it's a great a, question. But why is the game on Sunday? So you know? this year it is a little different. There are two NFL games on Saturday, true. too. That's so true. you'd have to compete either way. Sam Herter with Hero Sports, he does a lot of FCS reporting. He actually addressed this on Twitter. It pretty much came down to this. They have an open Sunday ABC slot. So yeah. you get national television, channel five and basic cable, like, or channel whatever, wherever you are. Right. But so you're on ABC Sunday. That's kind of what it came down to. If you would have done Saturday, they would have had to gone like an ESPN or an ESPN two route because the NFL will have an ABC game with, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call for, um, you know, Monday night football on Saturday afternoon or whatever it is. So it just came down to they want ABC instead of ESPN. That's kind of what it sounds like. And it's, it's an, it's a true nationwide audience. Right. Right. Uh, it, it isn't a regional type situation where only Grizz fans or South Dakota State fans would know about it. Yep. Uh, th- th- this is going to be a showcase for the University of Montana Grizzlies for Missoula because I'm sure they're going to, they're going to talk about the towns and, and, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure yeah. how we, how we, uh, stack up against Brookings, you know, but right. uh, I, I think it's going to be a wonderful uh, opportunity for the University of Montana, not only athletically, but scholastically, yeah. because people will say, wow, look at that campus. And they look, oh, it only costs that much to go. Wow. So anyway, the, the old notion is that sports is kind of always the lead into admissions because, yeah, if you've never heard of the University of Montana and you want to go. I don't even know what program that you want to go to. You find out Montana has it. You see these beautiful shots when you're watching the national championship. Absolutely. It's a huge recruiting tool. So I, I guess the answer to our question is um, if you're on a major national network as far as who can watch it, everybody can watch it yep. as far as how many will. The, the numbers that I, I, I really don't know historically how uh, how the so, FCS championship game is done. So Sam Herder also addressed that on Twitter. He said you get around 1 million viewers if you're going to do the Sunday afternoon game. We'll take that. Yep. You bet. Yep. All right. That's uh, uh, G R I Z Z L I E S in case you said Grizzlies. Yeah, we're going to come right back. Tim, we're, we're going to get your call. I'm going to give you plenty of time to make your point. We're going to come right back after this quick timeout. Uh, we're talking Grizzly football for another 18 minutes. Back, 721 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. I'm Peter Christian, and being joined in the studio by uh, folks who really know their business, Denny Bedard and Ace Sauer, and we're talking about Grizzly sports, uh, specifically uh, the football game coming up on Sunday, the national championship game for the football championship subdivision, uh, just in case you're wondering what FCS stands for. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have folks waiting on the line. I believe Tim has been waiting the longest. Tim, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a quick question. So I was having dinner with a, some folks that work at the university. So my understanding is that stadium down there only has 10,500 tickets. But I think in either 2022 or 2023, they set an attendance record of over 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of confused. If we were only selling 10,000 tickets, does those other 10,000 go to the general public in Texas? I, Are we not opening the entire stadium up? I I assume, Tim, that means that the the two teams that are competing, in this case, University of Montana and South Dakota State, were both allotted 5,000 tickets at uh, at their discretion to purchase. Is that right? I don't know. I don't you know. And, and then I don't the know other, the other half of the stadium open to the, the general public, which, of course, could also be South Dakota State and Montana fans. 
Right. I was just, I was yeah. just wondering why they was that's, limited. That's, yeah, I that's mean, just my guess. Open it wide up. Yeah. That's a very good you question. Know? All right. Well, all right. Great. Thank you. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, Tim is up next. Oh, oh, that was Tim. We got Tom. Uh, I'm sorry. That was Tim. Now, this is Tom. Tom, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah. Good morning, guys. Uh, I hope the Grizz has a, a great, uh, great day on Sunday. But anyway, I had a question about, you know, I know these college programs. I know it's uh, Montana's not as big as some, but they they probably make money off football, you know, to support a lot of the other sports and stuff. But I'm just wondering why the, the marching band had to hold a bake sale to get to uh, to get to Frisco, Texas. I mean, maybe you can explain that. I mean, you know, it seems like the university's bringing in enough money, uh, you know, to maybe some TV money, uh, just ticket sales during the year uh, to take the the marching band. Anyway, so if you guys could address that, thanks, you guys. Thank, Go Grizz. Thanks for the Go call. Uh, well, b- between one hundred and fifty thousand and two hundred thousand dollars. First, I would say it was a hell of a bake sale. Yeah, <laughs> those eclairs were spectacular, but and, you know, three hundred bucks a piece. And those special no, brownies, no, no. the special brownies too. <laughs> now, <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the NCAA pays for the the the, the entire team and, and staff, uh, they pay for one uh, spirit squad, in this case the, the University of Montana cheerleaders, not the dance team, will be there. Uh, they're just, they're, they're, they don't allocate funds for um, the, uh, the, the, the bands. And that doesn't really address, you know, Tom saying, well, why didn't the university just pay for him? Right. You know, I'm sure a lot, I think a lot of people uh, agree with you, but that's why there was a, a shortfall because the NCAA, which, by the way, I don't know how many people know this, um, ticket sales for, for playoff games, NCAA playoff games, uh, including the University of Montana, which in the case of, say, North Dakota State sold 26,000-plus tickets. They weren't cheap. The NCAA gets 85% of that gate. Uh, the university gets uh, a small percentage. And, of course, the university gets concessions and right. the, the split-the-pot lottery money and things like that. But uh, the other thing the university cannot do is sell in-stadium averages. As you know, as a public address announcer, right. you're not reading paid announcements That's right. during NCAA post games. Because it has nor- to be pristine. <laughs> <laughs> or yes. something like that. I don't know. And and, and uh, limited signage in the, right. the stadium, things like that, which I that, – that I don't understand, but – that's uh, that. That's really the the short answer is that um, the NCAA does not provide funding for the band, so you you figure out other ways to get there. So there you go. That's why. Let's uh, get Wanda on the line. Wanda, good morning. You're on Talkback. Hi. Hi. I just have a very amusing situation that I want to tell you about. All right. Uh, I was parking cars for the very first time that the University of Montana had opened the Grizzly, new Grizzly Stadium. <laughs> and uh, as parking the parking cars, I was supposed to collect anybody that didn't have a tag in the window. And this a nice-looking car came up, and there, it was filled with men. and uh, But they didn't have a ticket in the window. So uh, I told them that it would cost $2 for them to park their car in here. <laughs> And he said, well, my office is here. Mm. I said, but oh, no. that doesn't, that doesn't uh, do it. I, you really have to pay $2. And uh, he insisted that he, he was going to come in there with that. 
And then I leaned over and I said, Do you, does anybody have $2 to loan this fellow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and you can't imagine how quickly he pulled $2 out of that. So, so who, who was it? Who did yeah. you say it was? Wanda? Who was this mysterious person? Faculty member, right? Uh, Wanda Lang, and it was Denny Warsh. Danny Washington. Oh, yes. That's what I thought I heard you say. Okay. I How did I miss that That's part? what I caught. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> brother, brother, can you spare a dime? Two dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Well, listen. You have a good day, Wanda. Thanks, that, Wanda. Uh, that 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 is a that is a great story. Thank wow. you. And it's got to be true, or she wouldn't be on the radio. Between her and Doug, you did not need us in the studio. <laughs> wow. Today. Yeah. What stories? Uh, the phone lines are still open. We have uh, oh, a little more than ten minutes left in our time together, talking about Grizzly sports and all that's going on with uh, the Montana Grizzlies taking on South Dakota State on Sunday, not Saturday, <laughs> but Sunday. So there you go. All right, so gentlemen, uh, any any, uh, we have two minutes before we have to take another break. So, uh, if you want, I have the schedule from this year. Sure. And the hit of the year came against Butler. If you remember that, mm, I do. First game of the season, uh, we Nash won that Fouch. game, thirty-five to twenty. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 Nash Fouch was a safety, and uh, he came up and absolutely, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> probably the most brutal legal hit, yep. clean, yeah, yeah. totally mm-hmm. clean hit, and uh, it was on Sports Center worldwide. Nash Fouch, the the name. People began to understand, you know, what Grizzly football was all about. It's it's funny thinking about that Butler game. It feels like years ago at this yeah. point. The yeah. way the season has just unfolded with yeah. all these dramatic games. Right. That Butler Saturday afternoon, where it was eighty four degrees, maybe just cooking down in the field. Right. It feels like eons ago at this <laughs> point. But I remember that hit absolutely. There's there's been a lot of just standout plays like that all year long. And uh, the the one memory that stands out for me uh, from from my vantage point up above, uh, being the PA guy, was looking at Ferris State. Those guys were enormous. Yep. They were huge. Yep. Uh, the offensive and deep. I, I don't think I've ever seen bigger offensive or defensive lines. Well, and, and more skilled as well. They, they they were a great team. So you may see some bigger guys this weekend for South Dakota State. Oh, they yeah. are. You want to talk about strength? I mean, this team is very balanced. They they pass and run the ball almost you know right down the middle exactly the same. Their offensive line. Listen to these sizes. They go six seven. 320 pounds, 6'5", 315, 6'3", 295, 6'4", 300, 6'5", 300. They are massive on that offensive line. Their left tackle, 6'7", 320 pounds. That's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, Governor and the guys are going to have a, they're going to have their hands full for sure. If there's a defensive line that can Go up against this offensive line, it might be ours. Hoping well, it's ours. Well, we're going to find out. 721-1290 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. Or, of course, if you want to use the KGVO app, you're certainly welcome to use that as well. We're coming right back after this one-minute timeout to wrap up our time together with Ace Sourwine and Denny Bedard and yours truly, Peter Christian, and Nick Questions and talking Grizzly Sports in one minute. The hunt is on. Need to replace your social security card? In most states, you can request one online with a My Social Security account. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. 
You can also get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Well, we've just, just been kicking around the, uh, the the season pass now and uh, some of the excitement and uh, the, the what, what was the joy of victory and the agony of defeat. <laughs> the thrill of victory and the agony oh. of defeat. We had only had one of those. So let's get Walt on the line. Walt, good morning. You are on Talkback, sir. Yes, uh, just a, a, a friendly discussion about uh, dearly beloved Coach Don Reed. Uh, just if you've been around a while and you were there when he was uh, coach, used to go to Grizzly Den every Tuesday, I believe it was in those days. And one of his remarkable quotes uh, that I like to repeat and repeat often is uh, the coach Reed would say, you know, uh, good luck is a byproduct of hard work. And I never forgot that, and I never will. I just thought I'd pass that on in case people haven't heard that. Very well said, Walt. Thank you. That That's a good reminder. Thanks for the call. All right. Uh, we still have about seven and a half minutes left mm-hmm. in the show. So if you'd like, we could certainly talk a little bit about uh, your prognostications for the game. Uh, well, there are four of us here. Uh, what, what are you thinking? So uh, we'll, we'll start We'll start with uh, with Ace. Because your uh, name starts with an A. I, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is the best team you're going to play all year. South Dakota State has won 28 games in a row. The last time they lost was against Iowa week one of 2022. This team doesn't really have many glaring holes. They got a quarterback that was just named Offensive Player of the Year in Mark Gronowski. He does a little bit of both. He's the third-leading rusher. He leads the entire country in pass efficiency. He's as good as advertised. I just talked about the offensive line. Big farm Midwest guys that will that will eat up most defensive lines. Would you like another hunk of steak? Yeah. Right, exactly. Corn fed guys from South Dakota. Um they're gonna be tough. I mean, we are as I saw this morning, thirteen and a half point dogs. It's the third oh, wow. largest. It did go up the first time since the uh, the line opened, but wow, wow. it's it's a little different here in Montana. I think at sports bet we're ten and a half ten point dogs, half, but yeah. that's because all Grizz fans are betting on that. But uh, <laughs> um, it's the, it's the third largest spread in an FCS championship game in the last twenty plus years. It's tough, but here's what I'll say: Clifton McDowell, yeah, maybe he struggled the last couple of weeks in the cold weather. I don't think it's going to happen again. I don't think going back to 50 degrees. You know, if it's truly the cold that was bugging the the Texas kid, Clifton McDowell. And he's going home to Texas. He's going home. And I think the rest will help. I think special teams, that's always the X factor with this team. They're at least going to hang with him. I don't think it's going to be a 13 and a half point game. All right. Denny, what do you think? Oh, God, you know, they, South Dakota State, they average uh, a zillion points a game. They give up on defense zero points a game. They're Considered historically one of the best FCS teams in history. We might as well come home. Yeah. <laughs> um, one one thing, uh, going back to, to Joe Glenn when he was head coach at the University of Montana, and uh, the Grizzlies are on their way to the 2001 National Championship game and how things are going to do and how do you think your team. And, and, and one of the things I still remember him saying is, well, for this time of year, we are really, really healthy. 
And that's, that's, that's going to help. That's going to make a difference. That's going to help us a lot. And I, I think if you look at uh, this year's Montana team, yeah, if, if you don't have some injuries by this point in a college football season, right. then you're, you're not going out there and playing. Right. Everybody's going to have a few nicks and dings, but I, I think Montana's are, uh, are minimal at this point. So you have to look at, you have to look at all those intangibles, things that, that may not normally happen during a game that, that just do. They, they just do, whether it's a, a kick or a punt return for a touchdown or a, a safety or, or, or who knows what. All those little intangibles that can add up. All of that has to go Montana's way for, for uh, one reason or the other. You can look at the common opponents thing, and I guess there's, um, I guess there's two of them. The there's, Cats and the Bison. Yeah, yeah North Dakota State and, and South Dakota State. Um, they beat up on them pretty good in, in South Dakota, in, in Brookings that game. And there's the Montana State game. You guys, you arguably did not win that game. Uh, South Dakota State, Montana State, they weren't, they weren't robbed, but there was a video review that took what would have been a winning touchdown away. It was a four point game. Yeah. Right. Okay. Four point game on your home field. 30-point game on our home field. If, you, if you're looking at anything that, that might might give you hopes in, in terms of comparative scoring. Uh, so there there are variables and there are factors. There is, is karma. Now you've got one of the greatest head coaches of Montana football history looking down on heaven right. watch, from heaven <laughs> watching this deal. Um, you've got the success of the, the basketball team so far this week. You, you've just got a lot of crazy karma going on. So I, I agree with Ace. Are we underdogs? Yes, and, and should be. Um, does it, does it look like on, on paper or when you talk about it, that lopsided of, of a matchup? No, I don't think so. Keys to the game for me, two things, uh, are going to be turnovers and kicking. And uh, we, we simply can't afford to turn the ball over. Uh, and we've got to be able to make our field goals and extra points. We simply have to. That's, that, that's a given. So, Nick, what about you? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm usually a glass half empty kind of guy. I mean, I've looked at all the stats. I've looked at, you know, it, everything that Denny and Ace already mentioned. But, uh, you know, you talk about the rest. You talk about, you know, how we kind of stole a couple games there in the playoffs. People think, oh, you know, plays swing a different way. Grizz don't even make this championship game. But the Grizz are a team of destiny this year for me, truly. I mean, I think that you throw all the stats and records out the window. Um, these guys keep surprising me. Uh, they've surprised me all year, and I think they're going to shock everybody on Sunday. I truly do. I would have to agree. I'm, I'm I'm thinking a Grizz win, maybe by close game, less than five points. But if you if you let us stay close with these guys, yeah. and it comes down to it, we've proved that we can make the big play. What's what's coming up on Monday's fabulous show, there, Mister Nick? Open phones eight to nine. Rob Nadelson nine to ten. All right, go Grizz Sunday noon. 